Bring out Elizabeth Selwyn. The tortured souls cried out in agony as the flames mounted higher and higher. Burn, witch, burn, witch, burn, burn, burn. Those I've said of these stones today were the actual practice of witchcraft in the 17th century. Booyah. Booyah, Kacha. Yeah. So what's yeah. going on, brother? Nothing. I uh, I got a. Um, I've been getting into more now than I guess in the last two years. Dungeon synth. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with the term? Dungeon synth. Yeah. Go on. Basically, dungeon synth is. Um, how can I describe it? It's like synth music, but for. Uh, black metal and um, Dungeons and Dragons type, um, you know, aesthetic. Okay. So it's like medieval war, dirge-like doom music, but it's pure synth and it's very dark and brooding and moody. And, uh, oh, this is, uh, this is my, my Dungeon Synth t-shirt. Nice. So anyway, I've been getting into it um, more lately, and I've been picking up some other albums by by different bands. So I could recommend some stuff if you're interested in just listening to it. But it's definitely um, an interesting style. And I know there's like a whole group of people that look down on the phrase dungeon synth, and they think it's like derogatory. But I don't know, man. I find it to be super interesting and fun to listen to. I was like, Sebastian, I love these guys. Gatemaster. And we were playing it last night. I work, you know, till midnight. And then after the fact, Sebastian was like, hey, I'm hungry. Why don't we just go for a ride? And for people listening, Sebastian's my son. Um, and so he's 18 and he's like, dad, you know, let's let's just go to McDonald's. And it's shamrock shake time. So this we usually are good for like one or two shamrock shakes in a, in a few month period. So we went yesterday around, you know, 1230 in the morning and um. I was listening to one of these bands called gate master and gate master is um, they were new to me. I found out about them, I guess in November, but uh, totally into them. I, and I'm, of course I'm buying it on vinyl, but I also have a digital copy of it. And that's what we're listening to. And he's like, I just don't get this music. He's like, it just sounds, there's no vocals. He's like, there's no singing or anything. You know, there's just noise. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> as long you know it's um oh man it, it's something like for me a lot of times that's the best music to listen to when i'm writing because a lot of times the lyrics will sort of get in the way you know? right because you know you get that mind worm and you start you know mm. riffing on a lyric and you got words in your head you don't want words in your head when you're writing, especially if you're trying to be creative in a different type of medium. That music, it's like I used to listen to um, uh, classical music for book lovers, and it was like four mm. or five CDs that I had. And one was Brahms for book lovers, Beethoven for book lovers. And it was just that kind of classical music that you would play in the background Um to get the juices right. flowing, you know, you're trying to get into a book or something and also writing. And this type mm-hmm. of music lends itself, especially if you're writing a horror or, you know, exactly. a genre type of, you want something that's going to put you in the mood. To set that tone. So Absolutely. Exactly put the mood. Yep. 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 Exactly. Yep. 
so, uh, so does, does this yeah. uh, what's it called again uh gate synth. master oh dungeon no, synth dungeon synth does it have any uh keytars because keytars are very important and that type of you know I don't know. Depending upon the band, they might have keytars, but I have no idea if they do or not. Keytars. <laughs> I haven't even heard that word. Up. I haven't heard keytar in fucking 35 years. Don't ever say talking, that word. We're not talking about the country either. <laughs> yeah, don't ever say keytar around me again because my heavy metal yeah. you know, side gets really mad when I hear that word. Hey, but man. uh yeah you got to check it out and there's you know gate master um there's a, oh my god there's so many dungeon synth bands out there now i mean i'm drawing a blank on my some of my favorites but i'll send mm. you a list and i'll you know what i'll post some on instagram too in case anyone listening to this is following our instagram page and if you're not you probably should We're, we post some stuff on there Hey, you know what? I could post it on the YouTube video, the links, you know, all that. Absolutely. So it'll be in the D box below. Anywho, it sounds kind of kinky, but it does, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So we are here to talk about a movie that we saw recently that I was really um, I like the sound or the premise of this film. And I found out it was an independent film, which is is you know mm. i'm key i'm keyed into those types of things and yeah. uh the premise uh, for this film was was interesting because it is an intimate moment and um it is called the movie is called the stylist yeah so for anyone who's who's uncertain of this movie um i'll give you a little description so bear with me a moment don't leave him waiting, Lenny. I know. A lonely hairstylist becomes obsessed with the lives of her clients and descends into murderous madness. Uh, and that really is the premise. And it's a very simple premise. But I found this movie to be really affecting. And the main character of uh, Claire is portrayed by the actress. And I think, and I apologize if I'm butchering her name, but Najara Townsend. And this is, um, I think, yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. It. And Jill Gevergizian. I believe that is the, how you pronounce her last name. And if I butchered any names, I really apologize because I really appreciate the work that they did on this. Um, so the actress Townsend who plays Claire, the stylist, um, mm-hmm. she's, I mean, she is deranged beyond all belief, obviously. And right, right. For those of you who are a fan of the, um, the horror movie maniac, this movie was reminiscent of Joe Spinell's portrayal of that maniac. Um, and I really love the, ma- um, the movie maniac and Joe Spinell. And when I saw this film, um, they wore their um, influences on their sleeves, I think, and they were channeling pieces of that film. This is not a ripoff, by the way, so don't no. go into um, thinking that it is. This has this has something to to say um, above and beyond just being a you know a movie about a serial killer. So Claire has her first victim, and when I was watching this. Um, 
episode, well, not episode, but when I was watching this, it was right after I got out of work. And so it was like around 1230, quarter to one in the morning. And I put this movie on and I had no intentions of sitting through the entire film. I had just heard about it of all places in the new issue of Rue Morgue magazine, which if no one is reading Rue Morgue and you're a horror fan, you should be ashamed of yourself because it really is an amazing magazine. I've talked to you about this magazine for as long as we've known each other. And, you know, so 16 years, 18 years, whatever it is. Um, uh, yeah, you've this, been a fan for a long time. Oh, my God. I've been a fan. Yeah. I've been reading this magazine for like 20 years now, but I've told you about it since I was in, you know, when we first mm-hmm. met. Yep. So I I was reading the magazine and I found out about this and I'm always keyed into new types of horror movies and you know independent films films by directors that aren't necessarily you know corporate type movies although I love those too don't get me wrong there's a place for right. some of those films in in what we talk about but uh, we talk a lot about uh, we talk about a lot of genre films here anyway the character Claire, and I was thinking about this. Uh, I'm watching this film as it unfolds, and I'm like, I'm not going to stay up late. Um, and, you know, late for me is like three in the morning. I don't want to stay up that late. So I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm with the intentions of maybe watching, you know, 45 minutes of it, and then I'm going to go to bed. And I couldn't stop watching this movie. I was riveted, and part of it is the acting in this. And it really connected with me in terms of how she portrayed this character. And then I was thinking about her, uh, the other character, Claire, and how she was a borderline personality. And it's, she kills these people, you know, her, she takes the victims and scalps them and takes the hair. Now, there's this is like the the part where that you feel like the connection to maniac because in the movie maniac joe spinell's character um scalps these women scalps yep and he puts them on mannequins these mannequins heads Mm -hmm. um and then he you know you know covets these these prizes almost but for her Mm -hmm. it's even more intense because now she's wearing these wigs and there's a, a bloody line of where the skin was mm-hmm. cut and then the hair fits on her and she's you know, like fitting it on her on herself. And and then she starts reciting some of the things that the people said and she's, you know, emulating them and some of the lines that she uses, you know, for the character. And she's got this really, crack, you know, just cracked crazy smile and then there are moments of fits of of where she's crying um right because she's you know trying to connect she's trying to become a real person exactly she's got like identity issues she does and so i'm starting to think like you know unstable relationships you know unclear shifting self-image fear of abandonment um you know, feelings of emptiness, explosive anger and the intensity when she would be like driving in the car and mm-hmm. she was beating herself up for the things that she was saying in conversation with a friend of, you know, the, her one of her clients. Um, and she's like pounding on the steering wheel and screaming. It was so intense. And it was just like a burst of intensity from, you know, like weeping and crying and, and muddling over the things that she had said that she was beating herself up for to 
you know, screaming and yelling and pounding the wheel. And it was, she was just so damn good in this movie. Right. Right. I really wish there was more of an, uh, of an award or ability that to uh, um, award an actor, you know, that was, um, you know, that maybe didn't have, um, yeah, a, chan- it, it, a chance at, exactly. at like you know an award, you know, like you know this this isn't going to be because, nominated for uh, right. a Golden Globe or um, exactly, which I don't watch those anyway. But it would be nice for there to be an award show to to reward um, actors specifically in specifically. the horror because that is um, I I think it's all it's looked over so much, um, you know, because. No, there was no name recognition for this film. There was no one famous in it at all. You know, no one right. I, I recognized at least. And um, and it's always a challenge for a movie like this. And uh, despite, I mean, yes, you could tell it was definitely on a budget, but uh, the skill involved it was serious. I mean, they just they it was it was very good. It was very polished. You know, for really an was. independent movie. I mean, I, I don't know what the budget was, but you could definitely tell it was limited. But at the same time, that you could tell there was a lot of love put into it. The scenarios and, were great, also. You know, you think of of uh, other great Italian uh, directors. Uh, well, not that she's Italian, but I'm saying the Italian directors that I would um, that I always love to watch their their um, movies and and the cinematography, the color palettes that are used. There's attention mm-hmm. to detail in this movie, and there's such a um, I don't know what what uh, the word is that I'm looking for, but there's there's an amazing color palette, and especially in the beginning of this movie, mm-hmm. um, and. Even just the sound effects, where, like Ooh. you said, Ooh. the first thing, like my 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 toes c- curled yeah, up, you yeah, know, watching yeah. the beginning is because she kills this woman and then you know grabs the scalp and is pulling the scalp just back, peeling off of- it off, yeah, and the sound, like they just. There was no oh. like music, like the music wasn't drowning it out or anything. They made sure you hear every. You know, it was it was brilliant. You know, it was yeah. intense. There was um, and I think, you know, some of the thing that I was reading about in um, Room Org, they were also saying, you know, the the um, even in the in Instagram too, this un- unrealistic expectations of beauty in this, yes. uh, you know, in not just in America, but, you know, throughout the world, throughout the world, um, yeah. young women, you know, the pressure placed upon young women to um always want to be perfect and look gorgeous and you know trying to emulate f- these fat you know fashion styles and and the look concern at, uh, chinese foot binding you know it's right terrible. i mean yes yeah, so people have been hard. literal slaves to beauty throughout the ages um right but you know you see these types of things and you think wow you know I'm, what happens with people who are emotionally unstable and don't have this uh, you know the ability to handle these types of of things you know what happens to them marginalized at best right um mm-hmm. and what happens with a um a young woman who's really a very attractive and pretty woman claire and she, uh, you can see, like there are hints to the abuse that she had as a child, and they weren't as heavy-handed as when um, 
they this was adapted from a short adapted mm-hmm. from the same writer and director so she made a short film around 12 and a half minutes long of this movie the stylist and then after the fact she um was able to get get a bigger budget and Enough get backing mm-hmm. and she was able to make a full um you know full film out of this and mm-hmm. and i'm glad she did because it was really done so well um but uh yeah you got to see you know in the short film she had a scar on her neck that you kind of like see like as a physical representation of the of the pain that she had and what she was dealing with growing up and in this film there's more of like she's playing a recording from her mother i guess or you know mm-hmm. and and things that she had experienced with her mom and it was difficult to kind of hear specifically some of the things that the mother was saying in that but you could tell that there was this abuse by her mom who supposedly is dead but i wouldn't be mm. surprised if she had killed her own mother right 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 but uh, uh, but like you said, it was done. It, uh, it wasn't heavy handed. It was done, you know, very, you were, you, you're not sure. And that's, and that's great where, you know, it didn't have to be fully explained. You know, that there was some, you know, something very uh, negative going on in, in, in her youth with, with her mother. Um, right. And then she also mentions that her mother would change her hair color all the time. So, you know, the that key, the key phrase to it. Yes. The key phrase that I took home from this was I never knew who who was coming home. Yes. Yes. And that was like, wow, you know, that's intense for a child to deal with something like that. And in keeping with probably why she herself doesn't know who she is. Right. And why she's trying to wear these different hairstyles because she's trying to emulate these human beings of which she has no idea how. But she does a good job of it. Like she has a regular job and she has regular clients and deals with them. And it's, you know, certain clients like this one woman in the beginning of the film was an out of town um, mm-hmm. person. And she was just talking about how she's having sex on her boyfriend and doing all kinds of stuff. And, you know, she's just living her life and doing whatever it is. And she's like, well, why are you telling me this? I'm a stranger, you know? And she's like, well, I'm telling you this because you are a stranger and there's no connection. And so once I leave here, it doesn't exist. You know, no one in no one in my world knows about this. So right. you know, I can tell you to kind of get it off my chest and then move on from it. So she's talking about hooking up with these boy toys and everything else. And um, and obviously, you know, that woman is not long for this world. And Claire you know, claims her as a victim. Um, and again, you know, she has this secret room in her basement that she goes down into and it's almost sub, you know, it's like subterranean where she's going inside her own psyche. And I felt like good, good call. Yeah. So that's what I felt like she was, she was diving into this, you know, subterranean layer and she puts on these, these headpieces and becomes a, a person. And she starts reciting the things that they said and tries to become them. Did you notice when when she puts the scalp on the, the glass uh, mannequin head and then she takes it off, it sticks. 
Did you notice that? I was kind of <laughs> yeah. like, ooh. I was, I yeah, was, was hoping. Little attention to detail, man. I, know. I was just like, oh, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, I was hoping to see like, you know, like the like skin or you know like a sticky viscous stuff like or blood residue yeah. on the on the head you know on the mannequin head maybe, maybe that was up. a little too much but yeah yeah but still it stuck on and that kind of got i was like oh god damn <laughs> so fucking good this and you know what i actually posted on the director's instagram and tagged our our page in it too because uh, i just told her i said i love this movie and that we were really we're going to be discussing it on cinema slaughter and you know i'll i'm going to tag her when the when the post comes up but um awesome I really hope she listens to this and understands how that there are plenty of fans out there for her work. And I, I really am excited to see what else she has to offer because this was so good. So Claire eventually has a client named Olivia and Olivia wants her to do her hair for her wedding. And she's like, no, I don't do weddings. I'm not interested in that. Probably something that she doesn't want to be connected with, you know, because there's, you know, to imply that there's a wedding, it implies a life. It implies um, a movement and, you know, uh, change and all of these things that, you know, Claire does not possess the ability to connect with anyone to be able to do these things. So, of course, she doesn't want to be involved in it. But because her, you know, this woman, Olivia, is so insistent and so enthusiastic, um, Claire you know, kind of breaks down and says, okay, I'll do it. And then at that point, Olivia is so excited and Claire, you know, is quiet. She doesn't have any friends. Um, but Olivia says, you know, Hey, why don't you come over my house tonight? I'll show you the dress with your hairstyle that you did for me. Um, and you can come over. We'll have a couple of glasses of wine and we'll hang out. And so she invites her and um, you know, this obsession develops with uh, her client, Olivia, and she starts talking about, you know, other things uh, they go. She invites her to the girls, the bachelorette party and, um, you know, uh, doesn't get along with her Olivia's friends. And they're like uh, she overhears them in the ladies room trash talking her, you know, like she's kind of weird. And why would she, why would Olivia invite her hairstylist, you know, to the mm -hmm. wedding or to the bachelorette party? You know, what the hell is that all about? So she's very upset by these things and records the messages, you know, records them speaking, which is really creepy, you know, eavesdropping on them. Mm. But I mean, this, this is she's a voyeur in, in, yeah. in the most horrific sense, because she not only um, views other people um, and, and tries to live vicariously through them, she murders them and takes their lives and tries to become, you know, she tries to become a human being by taking a life and I'm getting to that scene that we talked about. So these scenes, you know, like of obsession slowly progress throughout this movie and to the point where she goes to Olivia's house when no one's home and yes. breaks into the house basically. And well, she doesn't have to, she stole the key. She stole the right, spare key. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, goes into the house and no one's home. She goes into the closet. She tries on like a nightgown, like a negligee. And she's becoming Olivia. 
she's feeling like, oh, this is, you know, I'm connecting with her, but she's, it's more than just connecting with her. It's, it's trying to become someone, trying to become her. And the thing is with, with, that, with that scene is I was under the impression that she was almost like a, uh, like, like a black widow type hunter where she waits for the victims to come to her, but she's bold. She goes out. She gives zero Fuck fucks, yeah. man. She Holy is like, shit. she's to the a beast. <laughs> and I told you this, I was watching yeah. the scene unfold in the bedroom and yeah. I'm yelling at the TV screen. Get out of there already. Right, are you right. crazy? Like, why are you still in this room? Like, get out of the house. And um, I want it, the tension that they built in this scene um, was really was really good. Very tangible. Really, yeah. really tangible. I mean, that palpable scene. She's not just trying on Olivia's clothing. She finds Olivia's vibrator. And yeah. Proceeds to get herself <laughs> off. She gets herself to an orgasm. And as she climaxes, the, she hears the door opening up and she hears Olivia and her um, family members returning from their um, uh, from the, the practice, the, the wedding right, dinner, right. you know, the uh, practice. Yeah, dinner. yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, oh, my God. Now, like, you know, now I'm freaking out, like, get out of this house already. You know, like and I want her to to be caught. I'm not rooting for the killer, but you still there's a part of you that connects with her because she's about yeah. to be found out. They're going to discover that she's, you know, and so she quickly, you know, takes the takes the nightgown off, puts it back um, and gets bolts. the hell out of there. She bolts through, you know, the the bathroom window and takes off. And she's not found out. So you know what? You know what? One thing that I really liked about this movie is actually with Olivia is that it could have been some lazy writing when uh, uh, they could have made Olivia super beautiful, living the perfect life, you know, where it's easy for uh, Claire to be jealous of her. But Olivia isn't. Olivia has insecurities. She's, you know, kind of not too sure about the guy she is marrying. Like there's, she's a much more uh, complex character. And and I thought, I I really liked that. She, you know, they could have taken the easy route and made Olivia this gorgeous, you know, um, uh, you know, two dimensional type character, but they didn't. They went, that they they gave her a lot of 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 depth and and i really respected that i did too and i loved it i don't want to give the ending away but i want to just say i mean normally i don't have problems with spoilers but i really feel like new movie yeah and it's it's new but it's new only in the fact that no one has heard or seen this movie enough Right. So i'm not going to give away what happens at the end but i will say that i found it to be chilling and uh, you know, Ms. Townsend's acting at the end of this film gave me the creeps. Um, right. The, uh, you know, I, I can't give away more than just saying that it was such a great movie and so out of left field that this is definitely a favorite of mine that I think I would buy this on Blu-ray and own this one because I would watch it again and again the way I watch Maniac again and again. I think it's I think it lends itself to that kind of viewing. Um, And I just I think I think it's a great film and I think more people should know about it. So 
kudos to yeah. everyone involved in this. And I really do hope to see other films, um, you know, by six as you know, her nickname is, uh, she goes by the name six. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to go to you. What's, uh, what's your take? How many, how many butcher knives, uh, are you going to give this movie or wigs? Oh, um, wigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wigs. we're going to give it bloody wigs. We're going to give it bloody wigs. I think this movie deserves, I think this movie deserves four and a half bloody wigs. I, couldn't, I agree with you. I'm almost reluctant to give it five, although I feel that strongly about this film, but it's not, it's not perfect. There are some, you know, slight pacing elements, but I, I have no, I'm not, I'm not saying anything derogatory about this movie. It is a little slow and that's all I will I, say about it. I would say, honestly, for me, is that the slowness, it, for me, it didn't get boring. Like, it, it, uh, I called it a smart burn, where it was slow, but it, they kept the it, it interesting enough where you didn't get bored. I agree, but me. you and I right. look at those types of things differently, whereas yeah. modern horror goers want action. They want stuff to happen Instantly. all the time. Right, right. This this for me is not a, sl a slow burn because the movie starts off with a murder scene and the set piece. Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, mm -hmm. The set piece is just so intense and really well done. It can't be a slow burn. The action is right up front and immediate. Um, right. So it's absolutely a four and a half out of five. I can't say enough great things about this movie. So please check out the stylist and you won't be disappointed. Um, and for, you know, for my friend Dennis out there, who's never seen Maniac, Shame on you. I, I told you to watch Maniac. And he said, is this Maniac Cop? No, it's not Maniac Cop. It's Maniac with Joe Spinell. He's supposed to come over tomorrow and watch it because I own it on Blu-ray. But I'm also going to try and sneak this movie in on him, too, because he, he needs to see it as well. So uh, thanks again for everybody for always listening to us. We appreciate you know, the audience um, appeal and approval. And uh, we look forward to keeping it interesting and uh, you know reviewing a, a couple of more films that we got uh, in our pockets. So thanks again. And we'll talk to you soon. Rock and roll. Rock on. Thank you.